Well, we're heading towards the end of 2023 and we're going to take a month off of the podcast and spend the festive season with our families and take a nice long break. But come and join us as we reminisce over the past year and talk about the highs, the lows, the adventures and what we've learned this year. Welcome to Raising Wildlings, a podcast about parenting, alternative education and stepping into the wilderness, however that looks, with your family. Each week, we'll be interviewing experts that truly inspire us to answer your parenting and education questions. We'll also be sharing stories from some incredible families that took the leap and are taking the road less travelled. We're your hosts, Vicky and Nikki from Wildlings Forest School. Pop in your headphones, settle in and join us on this next adventure. Hello and welcome to the Raising Wildlings podcast. We're your hosts, Vicky Oliver and Nikki Farrell. Well, let's jump straight in. I think let's start with the podcast stats this year. All right. So from the very first episode this year, 2023, till the time of recording, so we're mid-November right now, Raising Wildlings podcast episodes, we have recorded 160 episodes over the past four years. Vic, have a guess how many times it's been downloaded all time. Well, I... I can't remember last year. I know that we'd cracked over a hundred thousand, um, and so I, I'm going to guess that we're two hundred thousand plus. <laughs> that I think I would have guessed the same because it's our fourth year, and it's we've actually been downloaded over four hundred and twenty times by you all. Like that's crazy. Wait, is that not crazy? Four hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah, what did I say? 420. Just 420. <laughs> just 420, guys. Thank you all for being here. <laughs> but that's, 420 would still be amazing. It actually would. But that's that's mind-blowing. I, I can't believe that something that we've created in our little home offices, like you're at home, you've got your kids at home, I've got my kids at home, uh, I'm in the office, mm. you're in your living kind of area, and it's reached that many people. It is amazing. And I think I'm really proud of the types of content and ideas that we put out into the world and the the people that we and the conversations that we've had because I know that we get amazing emails and feedback and reviews saying how helpful uh, that the podcast is for people in learning more about forest school or whether it's about how we work with children, whether that's parenting or just understanding childhood development. Like I just can't believe how incredible it is to access the information we have now. Yeah. And that we can then share that with the world and we can just learn so much more to work alongside children and help them thrive. Um, So our Mm. top five episodes that we've had this year, uh, unsurprisingly, um, coming in at number five was our Play, Learn, Grow episode with Peter Gray. (laughs) He's a favourite of our audience. Yes, absolutely. So we actually had two episodes from Peter this year, but but I guess because it was towards the, you know, we only just released it a few months ago. it's coming at number five, even though it hasn't had a full year for people to reach their ears. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in hearing more from Peter, that one's definitely um, one of my highlights for this year in recording as well. Mm. Um, and then coming in in number four was Mum's Guide to Raise Good. Uh, that was with Tracy Gillett, wasn't it? She was amazing. And if you don't follow yes. her, follow Raised Good because she's just like a balm to every parent's soul. I think she might have been the, my first podcast for the year, actually. And you know, when you're coming off the holiday break, you're mm. like, oh, I'm not ready to come back to work. She was a really great, not even a 
slap in the face, a gentle, warm hug. And so like, yes, this work is important and this is good for people. So thanks, Tracy, for getting me back on the workhorse this year. (laughs) Coming in at number three was Slow and Settling Down with Meg Berryman. And I remember Mm. reading her book and sharing my notes with you uh, about what we both loved about the book. And then you were able to talk to her on the podcast. Yeah, I really resonated. I resonate with her work full stop, but it's what we try and do here, right? That regenerative business. We're, without even mm. realising it, we're, we're not never set out to actively fight the nine to five, but we did create something that suited our families and therefore our nervous systems. Um, and incidentally, mm. it's happened to be very good for the planet too. So if you've not so read awesome. her book, please uh, look up Meg Berryman and Regenerative Business. Fabulous. Coming in at number two, Unsurprisingly, low demand mm. parenting. Because I think that sounds very, very appealing. Um, with Amanda Dykeman. Another warm hug. I think I cried a couple of times. <laughs> I've been a real crier <laughs> on the podcast this year. Um, uh, but again, I think a lot of us uh have children that are highly sensitive. Um, and this was a real validation for what parents are going through as we parent alongside highly sensitive children. Amazing. And then our top episode for this year has been Free Range Kids with Lenore Skenazy. Mm. Um, another great one. I, I just love the whole, um, her story about setting her um, young son off into um, the New York wild <laughs> to just take the train on his own and how that gave rise to the whole Free Range Kids movement and um, all of the amazing work that she does uh, over in the United States, but obviously that's had a ripple effect all around the world. And um, that was that's such a cool story. And I, yeah, definitely tune into that episode if you're interested in um, listening to <laughs> how, how how much mass hysteria was caused, um, but then how much good has come from the work yeah, that she's she done was... and from that one act of independence that she was trying to um, gift her son. Yeah, she was labelled the country's worst mum during that time. And mm. now I would say it's mm. absolutely backflipped. <laughs> so yeah, some other absolutely. really interesting stats for you. Uh, over 70% of you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and 85% of you listen on your Apple phone. Um, 50% of you are Aussie, 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 Aussies, 30% from the US and 7% from the UK. But we've got listeners from all over the world, Malaysia, Japan, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, Ghana, to name a few. And when I look at that list again, I just go, what? Like, I, it, no. it really takes a bit to oh. wrap my head around. Oh, it does. And there's been multiple times through the year where we've met someone or even just not someone I know and they'll be like, mm. listen, listening to the podcast. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it's, it is mind blowing that, um, you know, I'm sitting here just talking to you and that this conversation will go out to people we know and complete strangers Ghana um, and it's Jamaica yeah, like around the world and um yeah it it really is heartwarming to know that it's hopefully making a difference in the way that we view childhood mm-hmm. yeah absolutely okay change of pace we always want to be really honest and transparent on our podcast so we're going to talk to you about the lows So this year has been a bit harder for us for a couple Mm. of reasons, and we'll dive into a few of them now. So some of you will know this, but for over a year behind the scenes, we've been working on building an approved early learning centre, like wildling style in in Inner Brisbane. 
um, alongside a pr- property developer. But unfortunately, despite all everybody's best efforts, the land just didn't make it through the development application or rezoning because the local council couldn't agree where the building should be placed because we were kind of set amongst a flood zone, a gully, a koala habitat, mm. which is fabulous for the it's, kind it was of- It amazing block of land. It was a beautiful block of land and ideal for the kind of early years setting we wanted. Um, but that venture mm. is on an indefinite pause right now while we gather our energy and regain cash flow. So there is a lot more to tell about this story, but there's a couple mm. of big things that need to land before we can share it. Now, we're not trying to be mysterious here. We absolutely will be fully transparent when we're allowed to be. Uh, we will share all the things that we've learned on the journey when we can. We just can't yet. Mm. Um, and also, because we're a small business, as many of you know, interest rates continue to rise. I'm pretty sure that RBA just put rates up again <laughs> this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the media has been talking about everyone cutting the fat in their personal budget. So we, I guess, were really worried that we might see a huge downturn in our program numbers. Mm. Um, Our programs, so that you know, don't receive any funding. We don't get any government assistance. Parents can't use childcare rebates or any other um, government assistance to access holiday programs, after-school programs, anything like that. So essentially, we are more like a luxury item in an economic downturn. So thankfully, this hasn't proven to be true because we've mm. um, made some big budget decisions and have cut back on a fair bit of spending to try and pad our business in case this does happen. But I think post-COVID, people understand how important time outdoors with community is for their physical and also their mental health yeah. and that we need to prioritise this or it does get missed. So it has been fantastic year for that. Fingers crossed this good run continues because small business is such a roller coaster. And mm. obviously our business is multifaceted, so the program side of things has always and continues to be amazing. Yeah, which has been a relief because, you know, the media has really hyped up the economic down- downturn and I'm so glad we have played it safe, but you amazing families have proven us wrong and it's just validated that people need to get outdoors, families right. need it. Absolutely. Um, Another thing that was a bit bit of a low for us was that we we've spent uh, the past year or well, longer now probably launching a new online course called Forest School Skills and we were honestly surprised at the time that it wasn't as successful as wild business has been now there's a lot of factors in that this but for us the skills course is what we do every day it's our bread and butter we live it we breathe it we know it inside and out we are incredibly passionate about getting these skills out, particularly to early years educators and schools, uh, but it just didn't land in the hands of those that we'd hoped that it would. So it was a bit disheartening. The reason, one of one of the things we noticed is that we just spent so much time creating the course, <laughs> which I'm so, I'm so proud of. Like, Oh my God, me too. It's still the best thing I think I've ever done. Yes, me too. And Every single time I go into the back end um, to upload something, fix something, or check if something is there or whatever it is I'm doing in the back end, I'm blown away at the depth yeah. of the content that we've created, but not only the depth, the fact that it's helpful and we've tried to write it in a way that we believe is the most helpful. Um, so much detail, not just in ways that you think you need it, in ways that help you as a facilitator facilitating so you know I'm not without going into too much detail about the course um it's 
one thing to learn how to whittle. It's another to supervise children yeah. in doing these activities. And I think we've done a really fantastic job in really nutting that out. I think what people won't realise till they're in the course is there's so much in there that they don't even know that they need to know until they're in the course. Yeah. And that's what I'm proud of. I'm that's so right. proud of yes. preempting what people will eventually need three, five years down the track. It's already in there. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And we spent, so essentially what I'm trying to say is we spent so much time creating the course that we didn't spend enough time telling the world about the course, what was in it, and more importantly, how that's going to transform people. I don't know that we spent any time, you know, we were, which is so good. Like I'm so, again, so proud of what we've done. And now, now we're here to tell the world about it. And I can't wait for it to land where it's meant to land with who the people that are ready for it. Yeah, that's right. And, and it just, is another facet of understanding that it's one thing to have a skill set and in the thing that you are passionate about and another to be able to market that and get that messaging and and to get that right for your customers. Mm. We don't think that it was quite right at that point because we didn't spend enough time going through all the things we need to we know that we need to go through. We missed our main audience um, because you know we have lots of different audiences, I think. Mm. And people um, might not realise that. And be showing up in the early years sector. And I, I think if we take the lesson from this, and I think this is why Wildlings has seen the success that it has and is, is that we just apply these learnings. You know, we just say the same thing we say to children that come to forest school. That we're just scientists and we've learnt a lot. It's not a mistake. And we just really look forward to seeing this course make the change that we know that it will now that we know what we need to tweak and change. So we'll keep you posted on that one. Yeah. And so um, we just wanted to maybe talk a little bit about how this impacts us as a business because of those two things, the investment in the approved kindy and our forest school skills um, course not quite landing where it needed to. And as a result, we haven't probably put a lot of effort into while business this year. Um, and the predicted downturn in the economy, the actual physical result for us is that cash flow has become a lot tighter. So programs are still doing really well. We're lo- running lots of incursions and excursions for schools uh, and kindies. But when you base your investment predictions on something that didn't land, that's when your cash flow can become quite tight. And mm. for those of you that run a business, you will know that what's posted on your profit and loss sheet is very different to managing cash flow day to day. Mm. And that's not to say that we're worried about our business continuing to succeed. It's just that when that happens, you just have to make different decisions um, in moments at moments in time. Um, mm. And at a good, I wouldn't say slap in the face, but no. slap in the face um, <laughs> just to be reminded of cash flow and um, that that is, probably one of the most important things to manage when you're running a business. When it rains, it pours and you ha- might have lots of cash to invest in exciting new prog- programs. We're pretty ambitious. There's usually <laughs> lots of programs for us in the, in the wings. You have no idea how many people are like, have you thought about blah, blah, blah? And we're like, well, yes, we have thought about it. It's Actually, we're doing that. Yeah, um, or we're doing it. <laughs> it's in the back end. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that. It's just not out in the world yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you just have to rein those things in. Things take the time that they take because there are so many moving parts in the back end and it is difficult to not get into that scarcity mindset. So we're being quite careful. In fact, 
it's hilarious that we were having this conversation today about just flipping our mindset about scarcity and how we had been talking a little bit like that in the last couple of weeks. Um, and then lo and behold, we started talking about things differently and then straight in the inbox was a reminder to send a, an invoice to someone. <laughs> a large invoice. <laughs> and that was great. Like, you know, very, very good. It, so that it? was, you know, it, it is important to um, to have a, a positive mindset and to not let yourself get pulled into scarcity. And that's not to say that we're not careful, um, but just being really mindful of that our words have power on ourselves as well. Mm. Um, and some of those projects will be on the back burner, but that doesn't mean they won't emerge at some point. So this is a reminder to anyone going through longevity planning patch that everything takes time in business, like life is an absolute roller coaster. And those that succeed really stick it out. Yeah, well said. Well, that felt like a bit of a therapy session. <laughs> so thanks to all of you for being our counsellors and our listening ears today. Uh, but, we, you know, we did want to be really vulnerable and transparent with our entire business journey, because, especially because we do run the Wild Business course and we don't want it to all just look like beer and Skittles, right? Because it's not. It's things pop up that you have no control of. Um, but it really is, it really always does come down to growth mindset and planning. So luckily we're glass half kind of, luckily we're glass half full kind of girls. And while this year has felt a bit harder than most at times, when we look back at all of our accomplishments and all the good times we've had, the good absolutely outweighs the bad. So let's get to the fun stuff. Let's talk about the highs of the year. So first of all, we've had a really great year for awards. And it's funny, we nearly didn't enter awards this year. We were like, well, we kind of, we would like a break from it just because we had other things we wanted to focus on. But um, this year we have made it to the Sunshine Coast Business Awards Hall of Fame. And what that means is that essentially we've won it three times in a row. So we get to be included in the Hall of Fame and we're not allowed to enter it anymore for at least three years so that someone else gets a go. <laughs> I, think, I think it's worth um, mentioning to people that entering awards actually takes a work. Yeah. Um, well, the types of business awards that we have been involved in is not just someone nominates you and then they decide based on, I don't know, a quick website search that you're the winner. Um, there is quite an intensive process that we go through. Mm -hmm. So when Nikki says, you know, we considered not entering as many awards this year, it, it is because it is a time investment. A big time investment. And if it's not Vicky and I, then it's someone on our team that we're also paying, which it's always worked out. It's always worth it. Even if you don't win, even if you don't end up um, even being selected as finalists, it's really worth it for your business because it makes you relook at your business plan. It makes you look at your finances. It does get a lot of your ducks in a row because quite often we're too busy mm. working in the business to work on it. So would highly recommend if you are a small business entering them. It's great networking as well. Um, but yeah, the only reason we were looking at taking a break was that we were thinly stretched at the time we were having to put applications in, mm. but we're really glad we did because we entered the Telstra Business Awards. Thank you, Lindsay, because she did the initial application for us this year. Uh, and mm. we ended up being a Queensland finalist in the building communities category. If you haven't heard, especially if you're overseas, uh, the Telstra Business Awards are, I'm going to say the biggest, I think they're the biggest business awards in Australia and they're not small business awards either. So we really had to step up our mm. game. This was hours and hours and hours and hours of work. Oh, it was so funny. Stages. Because 
Yeah, Mickey would say, oh, we've got all this information, which we did, and they'd be like, please um, dedicate seven hours to this this part of mm. the application and I'll be like that'll be fine we'll get that done in an hour and three days later we'll be like I think I think we're done <laughs> it's incredible what what you have and then how you need to display it to stand out as well I think and that's it you know we're, we're probably overachievers mm. <laughs> but that's how we got there I guess as well is that we were able to mm do a really good job of storytelling the impact that our business has on the families uh, and children that attend. So I'm really, really, really proud of our team because we couldn't have got there to where we are today without them to get to that. And it's really amazing industry recognition. So thanks to our team. Yep. Mm. And some of that information was very helpful for us to talked about our accomplishments now like the fact that mm. we now have our very first full-time employee oh. um if that sounds surprising to you it's because we actually have a staff cohort of over 30 time 30 time 30 casuals and a small handful of part-time work uh, play workers and admin staff that have all specifically chosen a part-time work-life balance mm. um so us stepping into a first full-time employee was really big for us yeah we were almost like do we want to have do we believe in a five day a week work week <laughs> there's a lot of big juicy discussions yeah. and it ended up obviously being well it's up to our employees what they want their work-life balance to look like that's mm-hmm. it <laughs> but it's oh. super exciting. We're super excited so for that team member to be a permanent part of our team full time. Absolutely. And we've started some new locations and programs in both Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast, which has been, um, you know, like that, that's a really big thing for our staff to have to go through to get those up and running. So we're very, mm. very proud of those um, and looking forward to bringing new programs uh, for you in 2024. Yep. We have already briefly mentioned, but we launched our forest school skills course. And I actually think that might be one of my all-time proudest achievements out of everything we've done, Mm. which might sound ludicrous when we're talking on a podcast and we've got 30 employees and we've got multiple locations, but it feels like legacy work without sounding too wanky. It it feels like the sum of Mm -hmm. everything we have known and everything we have done, not just over our last six years in business, but for you and I, our careers before that encapsulated into one course. Um, I'm really, really effing proud of it. (laughs) Another really amazing statistic is that we have had 5,600 children Visit our forest school sites this year alone, and it's only mid-November, so that doesn't even include our holiday programs that are about to launch. That is a stat. Oh, and also that stat doesn't count any excursions, incursions, festivals, events, or any professional development. So actually it would be a couple of thousand children higher than this, we think. That stat right there is exactly why we do what we do. Like our aim is to get more children Mm. outdoors. We got what, five and a half to probably 8,000 children outdoors in southeast Queensland alone. I'm so Just proud of us. <laughs> and and due to our high demand, we've doubled our Brisbane holiday offering as well, mm. which has been uh, really exciting. Um, and moving on from that, we attended our first conference as exhibitors at the ECA conference in Adelaide. Um, which was so good to connect with yeah. everyone and to really um, show up in the early year sector again. 
Mm. We started uh, internally, in as far as our team goes, we started a neurodiversity staff training journey with the experience collectors, and we're continuing, as always, our staff cultural awareness training, uh, and we're working with Tribal Link on that. And that's we've had some really great feedback from our team about that training as well. And we've also sent one of our team members to do a storytelling PD with our friends at Birdwings Forest School. So if you're into storytelling, go and check them out. Absolutely. Um, some other things that like might sound um, funny to you but were really important for us is that we finally got a consistent weekly newsletter happening. <laughs> so this might be a cue to jump on our mailing list if you want to right now. Mm. Um, and that in particular was because um, Amanda, our Brisbane manager um, and also one of our business partners, she was so dedicated to getting the newsletter started and to both Kerry and our forest fairy Ellen for taking that on and just making it such an amazing resource for people that mm. is something of value that we can give to people who um, want to engage with us in some way. If you want to attend our programs, that's fantastic. Um but being on our mailing list is also another way for you to work alongside us. Mm. Um, so it's, it's such a huge thing for us to have that up and up and running. We've been talking about it for years. Oh, we've wanted it to be consistent for years. Yeah, it was so hard to do all the things. Yeah, it's part of our educational, one of our educational aims is to be able to, and accessibility aims is to be able to educate in a way that's free and people can access it free. So the fact that mm. Ellen writes these weekly blogs about, you know, snake safety or climbing trees safely or, you know, it, it's getting more children outdoors, even if they're not in our program. So, I'm again, might sound yeah. silly. It might seem like just a newsletter, but for us it's a bigger aim of getting more children outdoors again. And moving forward, on the first week of December, we're going to have our big end-of-year gathering with all of our team members and their families. And we're super excited because last year we – decided to do this. And then this year, when we asked them what they wanted to do, they said, absolutely, let's do that again. So we're going to do another big camp out. And I just know I'm going to get teary <laughs> again when yeah. we do our speech and get to look around at just our incredible team that we work, work alongside because they just live and breathe our mission as much, if not more than we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there'll be, I think, around 50. And we don't get to spend a lot of time with them face to face either. Right. Like we, yeah. um, we're remote, you know, as much as we try and we have great intentions of, of meeting people. And it is just incredibly difficult to fit in what we need to do on minimum days a week and also have, you know, because we juggle that on homeschooling. So this is a, such a brilliant opportunity to send, spend some immersive time, mm. not just maybe observing them while they're working, which is completely different to getting to know them on a more personal level. Um, so I I just remember having the best time last time and, um, yeah, so, so excited to spend time with people I already know and love but also hearing more about the people who hold the weight of of our business mm. on their shoulders for us, which is I'm so grateful for. Mm, it's such a great way to end the year too. It's a real real send-off and a real thank you and so nice to do it in nature with our families as well. I don't remember it is. any workplace I ever had that was it was a family-friendly end-of-year thing, so it's really nice mm. to be able to offer that as well. All right. Let's end on a really high note and, you know, set our intentions for 2024. What's mm. lighting your fire? What are your intentions for 2024, Vicky? Personal and business. Well, 
Yeah, it's so, it's so funny because I was like, I'm really looking forward to next year because it's a huge travel focus for me because this year I haven't travelled that much, but that's not entirely true. I have had some really great trips <laughs> this year as well. Um, they just haven't been um, long, massive trips. Mm. Um, so for next year, um, my family and I are taking off for six weeks down to Tasmania, taking our caravan and travelling around, which I'm so excited about. We actually started this trip. Um, we, we went in 2020 just before COVID hit and we had to race back and cut out, um, our trip short for a family emergency. So we're really looking forward to going back and revisiting some of the places that we loved and then going to see the rest of it that we missed. Mm. And then we're also doing another massive trip to Northwest Island. Um, so you may have heard our recap on that. Uh, amazing group trip that we did last year uh, that Nikki and I did with uh, a number of other of our homeschooling families. And then uh, we may be going to Fiji and I'm just hoping to do some more local caravanning holidays because it's so fun and um, we have so many beautiful spaces to go and explore. So I'm Mm. hoping to have a little bit more space to do that next year. How about Mm. you? Well, hilariously, very similar to you, Vicky, but we're tag teaming. So Vicky's going to Tassie first and then there'll be a crossover of I think five or six days, I can't remember, and then my mm-hmm. family will be going. Um, so that'll be, I can't wait. I've never been to Tasmania, so I'm super excited to do that. And then also maybe Fiji, but that's still on the cards yet. I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to a couple of you know, four or five day long camping trips locally as well because I haven't. I mean, again, I was about to say, I haven't done many trips, this camping trips this year, <laughs> but I did a five-week road trip at the start of the year. <laughs> and then I've done lots so of So we went to Hinchinbrook and we did all these amazing things. Um, yes, yeah, it's weird, it is, isn't it? I think um, how those mini trips close mm, by feel really nourishing because they're easy and they're not far and it do. doesn't entail a lot of thought to go and do them. So I'm looking forward and to And we were that. doing them regularly. Like two years ago, we really were doing them regularly. And mm. all of a sudden, it, uh, our, I think it's just, you know, shifts in the in it, how our weeks look. And so we, we used to not have as many homeschooling activities when the kids yeah. were younger. And now they're a little bit more interested in what they're doing. So it makes it a little bit difficult to, to duck away. Yeah, children want to stay with their friends at these homeschool co-ops too. So it's harder to just be like, hey, we're going for an extra long weekend because they'll now let us very clearly know that they want to not go on a Thursday or a Monday or a (laughs) which is why um also doing those trips together helps to fill Mm. everyone's cups too so if we can organize more with the families that we hang out with that will definitely make things a lot easier yeah what about your work goals Nick what what are you excited to achieve next we sat down and we haven't actually done our huge, usually actually this time of year, Vic, we have done our 2024 mm. planning and we haven't yet. So maybe that's why I'm feeling a little bit mm, discombobulated. Um, but I think we've kind of talked around it enough that we were like, we really, well, I really want to focus and I know that's, I don't want to speak for you, but we really want to focus on what we already do and do well. You know, for we, it's a new business that we started six years ago. Uh, and we've just been on growth and growth and new project and new project and big ideas and big ideas. And I think we've reached the time energetically and, you know, our business is steady and people know who we are, that we can just 
put our roots down and be like, this is what we do. This is what we're good at. Mm. Um, and I can't wait to just focus on telling the world more about what we do rather than like we have been in creation mode for six years. Like we have yeah. created and created courses, yep. podcasts, content, social media. Like we have been on in creation for six years. So I can't actually wait to just move our focus to just letting people know about it. What about you? Yeah, that is a hundred percent my goal as well. I um, have always had a creative idea, you know, sitting in the background that we've moved forward with. And um, this is the first time where I'm like, I'm actually just want people to know about what we've already created. So I want to create mm. something new and then, you know, that that cycle for me is, is ready to um, switch gears for a little bit. Mm. And I really want to work closely with early years and any other educators who are looking at setting up a bush kindy or any other outdoor program. But um, I guess my goal is to work closely with them to ensure that it's a sustainable program that's set up for the long haul, mm, not just a embedded. point in time interest that, yeah, it's got to be completely embedded. And so that's what I'm actually really looking forward to doing uh, in 2024 um, because I think we've got everything that we need created in order to do that. That's um, the forest school skills course, isn't it? Like that's what we're both super excited yeah. to see. Because, I mean, we started doing this in its earliest form as Intro to Bush Kindy in 2018. So this mm-hmm. is like the end result of all the work and all the years. I just can't wait for it to be in everybody's hot little hands and for the children to really benefit from it. I'm so excited by it. <laughs> I, I really am as well. Yeah. Um, and every time I think of anything else, I'm like, nope. Every t- the only thing that makes me just feel like it's a F yes is diving further into getting this out into the world. Mm. Just on that, I also want to mention, um, I think one of the reasons that we're feeling that way is when you look back on our yearly business plan or our dream or our vision board for our business every year, we've actually achieved all of the things that we really wanted to. And there are a couple of ideas that yeah. were like, maybe one day that over the years we've been like, you know what, nah, that's not a FES, so let's get rid of it. But yep. everything we've set out to do for this business, we've created now. So mm. that's yep. amazing. Like really that should be yeah. our 2024 achievement, <laughs> 2023 achievement, sorry. Yeah. That we've we've done all those yeah. things that we envisioned from the start. It's amazing. Absolutely. And... Uh, I, I think the thing that really lights me up is just working more with people to do mm. that, to do what we've achieved. So um, that is very exciting for 2024. Um, we'd love to hear about what your goals are or what you're looking forward to for the coming year. Um, you can share it with us on our socials. We absolutely love to. I just get, I get joy, so much joy out of seeing people mm. just living a very intentional, joyful life. So um, you could absolutely make my day by sharing that with us. Mm. May your 2023 festive season be restful and peaceful, filled with love and so many adventures in nature. And until next year, stay, stay wild. wild.